Welcome to the Open House Podcast with James Tatum and Tyree Harris. What's up, man? It's been a while, James. I'm drinking water instead of energy drinks because I'm calm now. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm drinking coffee because uh, I always drink coffee. Now, energy drinks are limited to, well, I'll take one for training and then whenever the girls basketball team has a game. I'll down one during pregame just so I can be hype on the bench. Other than that, I'm good. I stopped randomly yeah. drinking them throughout the day now, which was probably bad. Yeah, well, it seems like that'd be fun, though, uh, <laughs> getting hyped for a game. Yeah. Um, saving it for then instead of uh, instead of just uh, being hype when you're sitting down talking to somebody on a computer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the games are nice. The, the games are fun. Basketball games are... I always like football more than basketball. I, I, I played football. But just sitting there, not doing anything, basketball is nice. You're not sweating. You're not freezing. Good temp. It's, and it, it's, it's a little faster. It, it's just... It's different than I expected just because now, I'm, I mean, being with the teams changes everything, right? Like we said yeah. before, like, when you know everybody, it's just a little different. Yeah, I never would have thought of that. The fast pace. It's interesting once you uh, you get some other connection to a sport, and then all of a sudden you like it. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't like baseball. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of baseball, but I like baseball because my son plays baseball. Right. Um, and I like soccer because my daughter plays soccer. But uh, I'm still probably not going to go watch a professional soccer game. I mean, I I think about sports similar to i mean it's like anything else the more you know about one topic the more you realize you don't know shit um i know enough to know that i don't know shit about a lot of sports i can tell you how to like the basics sure i could teach five-year-olds but even talking to high school baseball players and they're telling you about oh no well you can tell what this guy's throwing just watch the stitching i can't see that i i i wholeheartedly believe they can i know they can I just see a ball coming out of the sky. I can't tell you what it's going to be, but they can. Yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, so I'm, it's like that with everything. I mean, basketball, they're seeing things that I don't see. And I know they are. It's just, I just sit back for the ride. Like 99% of people that watch the Super Bowl every year don't know what the fuck is going on, but they watch it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's me. I guess that's coming up, huh? February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. February 11th. All right. Yeah, no, I don't know what's going on with football. I uh, I can appreciate the athletic qualities, but uh, uh, some of the strategy, eh, it's over me, over my head. I don't know the yeah. sport well enough. No. I know That's weightlifting. Baseball. Okay, I I don't like you. I I don't care for baseball, but I am sure that if I knew all of the little things, it would be more interesting. I mean, hell, we're saying this, and we watch weightlifting. I just said mm-hmm. something in the group message about watching 80s training hall videos. Nobody wants to do that. But the more you understand of the sport, then the little boring things don't seem so boring anymore because you know how much is into it. And it, so I guess I can't call baseball boring. It just shows that I know absolutely nothing about baseball. I'm the problem, not baseball. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at those old videos and you look at their views on YouTube, they got a lot of views. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, somebody likes them. Um, yeah. Who would have thought that, you know, 
30 minute video on all things gym of people doing weightlifting would, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, I guess that's kind of cool. I used to watch the average bros gym, uh, when I used to train alone mm-hmm. and, uh, and I just have it playing on repeat in the gym or, uh, just like the whole playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do that at CrossFit gyms. I would work at whenever they had the lifting portion, I'd pop up some videos. It, I didn't care what it was, whether it was iron mind, cow strength, I would just, Put on some videos during the lifting session. Let it just loop through. And we're adding a TV to the wall in Greenville Weightlifting soon. So whenever Taryn puts that TV up, I'll start it over again. And we're going to watch Iron Mind videos. Because everybody there is new, so they haven't seen any of the Iron Mind videos. They haven't seen the Cal Strength videos. I'm going to play all the old stuff. Mm, yeah. Yeah, there's some good ones. There's some fun ones. Uh, and then there's some boring ones. But... Uh... Yeah, so Taryn is a uh, part of the WSO board. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just had the WSO board elections. and um, Let me see if I remember who all was on there. I think there's, what, six people? So we've got uh, uh, Walt Neubauer, I think Sean Rigsby. Uh, I don't know if Tara Harris was on it again. She might be. Uh, we've got Taryn. Um, I got it for you right here. Um yeah, so we have Butcher, Taryn, Walt, Sean, uh, Jared from uh, Athletic Lab. Okay. Uh, and nope, Noble or something? Yeah. And then uh, Christina Brockington. I don't remember what she, I mean, I know she is. I just don't remember what gym she's with. Yeah. And then the athlete reps. You have Taylor Harris. Then you have Jacob Penner. Let me scroll one more. Oh, and then you have JJ Williams. Yeah, so then that's a there's some new people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of kind of interesting to see uh, what it'll be. There used to be um, oh I forget the name of the guy. There only used to be like three or four people on the the whole thing. It was the president, vice president, the uh, um, what was the other term? This I guess it was a secretary, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I don't know if they ever had athlete reps because <laughs> <laughs> um, then it would just be well it was old dan rose and uh another guy and i can't remember that other guy's name how do you feel He's, about athlete reps um uh, i mean not just with the wso's but in general like it is because who is like sarah davies used to be an athlete rep and then she got in trouble for saying something stupid but i feel like if you select the board I'll let you go first. How do you feel about it? Um, well, I've been on a few uh, panels, and I've been an athlete rep. Um, and then one where it really stood out, where it made sense, um, was the uh, – uh, what was I on? I was the uh, the judicial committee, and which I resigned from because of unethical things, which is pretty hilarious. Uh <laughs> But uh, I was the athlete rep on that one, and I was in the committee with just a bunch of lawyers who literally knew nothing about weightlifting. So, like, okay. how could they make a decision about weightlifting Yeah, if they literally know nothing? I mean, they were doing it because, I don't know, I guess volunteer work looked good for their job application. Like, oh, I was a volunteer for the judicial committee. This is why you should elect me as your... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probate judge. I don't know. That makes uh, sense. 
Because um, when, when I looked at the WSO, and the reason I said that is how do you feel about it? It's because out of the one, two, three, out of the six, one, two, three, four of the six representatives competed at the state championships. So it's not like they're out of weightlifting. If it's an example like what you said where they're not weightlifters, they're not in the sport, makes perfect sense. But looking at this board, it just looks like athletes on athletes, the WSL yeah. one. And really, that's probably how it should be. But uh, I, yeah, I guess it's there as like a, a just in case that, that that's not what happened. And also, I will say, you know, the, the further you get away from something, the more that you uh, take certain things for granted, you know, and you just don't mention it. Um, so like, let's just say it's been... I think you have to be compete within the last 10 years uh, to be an athlete rep. If I haven't competed and I'm, you know, I'm 60 years old now and I stopped yeah. competing when I was 30. Um, yeah. There's just certain things that I'm not going to remember, or maybe competition is probably going to be different. You know, in 30 years, the rules will be different. So then it just won't make quite the same sense. Does that mean I'm out of weightlifting when I'm 60? No, but I, I might not be as fresh as uh somebody that has to experience those rules as a competitor. Right. Um, Even if it's just like the weigh-ins now. Oh yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's an example of one of the big uh, rule changes. Yeah. That was interesting. It it threw me off when, and I, I went with one of the kids the day before I competed. So before you got there, um, I go with her, she's 11. I go over there for a weigh-in. I'm holding the card. And they start taking people in, and they didn't shut the door. And it's in the middle of a hallway, and I just it just seemed weird. And they're oh yeah, everybody is fully clothed now. We don't need to shut the door. Everybody can go in. So I went in with her. It's just it was different, but I had forgotten all about it until that little simple thing. I was like, all right, we're all just sitting right here by the door as she does her way in. And then I yeah, remembered. but and when well, you're wearing what you're going to wear on the competition platform, it's yeah. You're pretty much fully, uh, fully yeah. dressed. Plus, I mean, with kids anyway, like they all, they, I don't want to say always, but they always had to wear a singlet. At least in the last, as long back, as long as I can remember, kids had to wear singlets. I'm sure in the, you know, the eighties were a different time. I don't think they had rules for anything in the eighties in life. So yeah, when I first started weightlifting, there was no rule about singlets and kids. You just weighed in. I think they were allowed to weigh in in their shorts if they wanted to in ah. a shirt where if you were a senior, you had to weigh in, in, mm-hmm. um, your underwear with no socks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so that was probably, they probably started that rule in probably 2014 or 2015, I think. Um, but it makes sense. I know that, yeah, uh, makes what's sense. her name had some issues with weighing in and her singlet over at the world championships and some judge, uh-huh. uh, some international referee yeah. got in trouble. Um, what was that? Uh, what was that story? So she weighed yep. in. So in they singlet. used something. Yeah. They intentionally, which makes sense, right? Like following the rules, they found the thinnest possible singlet that they could find yep. to make weigh-ins easier. So apparently one of the judges thought that it was inappropriate what she was wearing for weigh-in. And like pointed at her and didn't want her to wear that for weigh-in. But technically, yeah. she was following the rules. So, uh, 
sorry, buddy. Like she's allowed to wear that. It is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm leaving the door open, I guess leaves no doubt. I mean, uh, it's a lot of it was just even the fact that now we can wear long sleeves under your shirts or under your singlets, like you wear sleeves, you can wear hats, you can wear pants. It's, it's just cultural things that are now yeah. getting brought up in weightlifting because now weightlifting is going into countries that it wasn't in before. So, I mean, think about the countries that now have women's weightlifting that didn't 15 years ago. They're, think about the countries that weren't even at the Olympics when women went in 2000. So now those countries are, are now having to, I don't want to say change, but address things that they didn't before. I mean, because even the hat rule... It doesn't say you're allowed to wear a hat. I think it. The wording is headgear or headdressing. Yep. So that's the rule, and then you show up with a hat. If you can't wear a hat, it's like yes, I can. I I can wear a headgear. Mm-hmm. So it it was not meant for me to have my snapback on backwards. That's not why they wrote it. But and that's the thing. Like so, they had to word it certain ways for other countries for religious reasons to make sure that other people can do the sport of weightlifting makes sense. And then you got people wearing snapbacks on stage like me sometimes. Like it's, so it's things yeah, like I, that. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's just, they had to make some tweaks for certain countries to get involved in weightlifting. Yeah. And you got to make weightlifting somewhat individual as well. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise you just everybody's going out there and you're watching the same lift over and over again. Right. Maybe if somebody comes out in the snapback and I mean, Sonny Webster, all of a sudden people knew who Sonny was after Rio. Yeah. Cause they, uh, apparently they didn't want him to go on stage with it. And he looked and said, well, why not? This is the new rule. And then even with the, I remember before I used to break this on purpose. I did used to break this rule on purpose. Um, when you had to have the gap between your knee sleeve and your singlet, Mm-hmm. I hated that because the bar would catch right in between. So I would intentionally like, hike my knee sleeve over my single and try to tuck it in every single time. But you can't tell a Muslim woman we want to see her thigh. So they had to get rid of that. Now all of a sudden, like, oh, well, we can't say you have to show thigh in between your single and knee sleeve. Thank goodness it, now. It's still a rule, actually. Even if you have tights underneath. So they change where you're allowed to wear tights, but you aren't allowed to overlap. You're still not allowed to overlap your singlet with your knee sleeve. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like the elbow thing where you're allowed to wear sleeves. I guess that makes sense. It's just the upper body version. You're allowed to wear long sleeves, but you're still not allowed to have anything within three inches of your elbow. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. We can wear you sleeves, but you, you can't have these. tape within three inches of your elbow. But you can put a sleeve over it, and then the tape is okay. It's interesting, yep. but I understand how, how we got there. Not complaining about it. It makes sense. It's just when you think about it, it's wild sometimes. Yeah. But no complaints. Not complaining. Yeah. So it's just a, a period of change, mm-hmm. um, and that's why we have young athlete reps. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, so um, – I uh, was just going through my pictures to get the pictures up for the results of your competition. And uh, I also just noticed another picture I had in my camera roll. Um, this is kind of funny. I uh, I always use my smoker kind of low and 
just I use it as a smoker. And the other day I was like, oh, I'm going to make some hot food uh, and get it really hot. And I think I went up to like 450 degrees. And my entire smoker caught on fire. Oh, jeez. Because uh, there's all the, the stuff on the bottom of it wasn't used to being that hot. And I had flames shooting out the um, the little smoke vents and everything. It was pretty crazy. Oh. Uh, so it was a... It was an interesting, uh, interesting time. There was a lot of smoke. Like my whole backyard um, was full of smoke, um, and uh, it, the fire didn't start until I opened the lid and it got oxygen. Oxygen, and then poof, almost burnt down the gym. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, Save the barbells. Save the barbells. <clears throat> oh yeah, those bars will be fine. <laughs> yeah, those things aren't melting. <laughs> Put a little bit more grease on there. It would be all right. Maybe burn some of the rust off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, speaking about uh, competition, um, you uh, went to the American Open Finals, and you had a pretty good day. 2023, yeah. I know it's been like a month and a half since American Open Finals, but we are finally doing the recap. <laughs> um, yeah, that but, was a, a good meet. I, every... Yeah, no. Everybody that I went with had a good day. Everybody from Greenville Weight Lifting had a good day. I had a good day. Always, I was talking to one of the girls about it before we competed because she competed the same same day I did, and I said four for six is a really good day because it mm-hmm. means you probably probably right you could miss your openers that always sucks but if I go four for six I'm gonna be happy because it means I, I took a shot on something for my third attempt. I earn the right to take some while, and you might make it, you might not. I'm okay with that. So if I can yeah. go four for six, that's that's a good day. So, yep. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. So you uh, you were coaching um, how many people? Two people from Greenville um, Weightlifting? I had one. So we had two kids go. Um, one went before I got there. So I counted for one of them, and then I just helped load for someone else. Uh, but honestly, the one that I missed had the best day of everybody. Ansley, she went five for six, PR'd her snatch at 40 kilos, hit 49 for a clean and jerk, and then missed a PR attempt on her last attempt. So she went five or six and had the best day out of everybody. And uh, to be 100% honest, I was not expecting that. Because yeah. that week, life smacked her and her whole family in the face, like, it just hit. So I was thinking she was going to go into the meet and just feel like, man, I don't give a shit about this meet right now. I had, that's what I was expecting. She just was not going to care about the meet, which in her defense, 100% understandable. At, at some point when life hits, weightlifting just really isn't that important. And that's where I was expecting her to be at. Nope. She went there, weighed in at 6 in the morning, and with a straight face just destroyed everything she touched. <laughs> like, nice. Hey, in brand new weightlifting shoes she had never worn, in a singlet she had never worn, nothing mattered. Just five or six, and she's funny because she's the opposite of me. Like she's gonna be very quiet in the back. She's she's always very quiet and calm, and she just didn't. She missed her last attempt, but like she was just that's a good day. Went there, yeah, hit everything. Just like ah, oh, yep, that's what I do. I hit stuff. Like that was <laughs> <laughs> that's so that was cool. Yeah, stepping up in the uh, situation of adversity. 
Mm-hmm. It's a good, uh, good athletic quality to have. Good mindset. Uh, after Ansley, we had Ava. Uh, this is one that I've been coaching. Hmm. This is an interesting one to talk about her day because she made in quotes five of her six lifts so she missed her opening snatch it's just it just missed it flew fast but it just she just missed it that's fine um comes out for a second attempt snatch at 33 makes it doesn't wait for the down signal mm. walks off with the biggest smile i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> right she didn't realize it was like no 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 you gotta wait you gotta wait um, and she had done this at States. So then we could be, I was like, hey, you got to wait. And she's like, oh, I forgot. Okay, that's fine. Bump up one kilo. So then she hits 34, waits, we're good. Nice. Um, so, I mean, technically, it, it it just sounds like worse of a performance than it was. It was not as, saying two for six sounds like a rough day. It was a rough day because of decisions. Like She went out, hit her opening clean and jerk. And then on her second attempt, I did not see it at all. They called her for an elbow. I didn't see it all. I didn't see it on video. But after she hit it, put the bar down, she walked off. And before they gave the signal, she said, I felt my elbow move. <laughs> so like, mm. I, I'm going to trust the 11-year-old that says her elbow moved. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. If she felt it, I guess it happened. I still didn't see it. Didn't see it on video. So then repeat it again for her third attempt clean and jerk and then she forgets to wait mm. but that time she noticed as soon as she did it she let the bar down and then just froze like oh so technically it was two for six but she only missed her opening snatch so it performance wise it wasn't a bad day it was more just little mental things that made the day seem worse than it really was yeah, well, in situations like that, as a coach, every one of her lifts, she gets a three-second pause after. <laughs> oh, 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 so I'm glad you said that, because after she did it in snatch, um, I had her hold all of her clean and jerk warm-ups in the back for five seconds. All of them. Yeah. And then she still forgot on clean and jerk, but okay. So the first week back, I gave her a snatch EMOM at 60% with an eight-second hold overhead hmm. on all of them. It was a... It was like a 12 or 15 minute imam with an eight second hold at top. So you, you will remember. You are taking away my rest. Right. <laughs> you will with remember. With this eight seconds. Yeah. Yeah. She did fine with it. So yes. I feel like you this, get better. Right. Like this, this is a meet where sometimes you need things to remind you. I feel like having a two for six when she knows that she could have PR both her lifts that day. Yep. But so. This is that, like, oh, darn, if I don't do it, I can't take the heavy attempt. All right. Now we got that. Got it in early. We got it in when you're 11. Cool. Now we don't have to worry about this when you're 19. That's all right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they just got to learn the rules. Part of it. You know, um, so who else? Melissa had a really good day. Um, hers was even better than it sounds. Because she went four for six, snatched 78 on her second attempt, and her PR is 79. So one kilo under on her second attempt, and then missed a PR attempt at 81 
because she just drifted. Like she caught it, but it was a half inch forward. It just barely missed it. So one kilo under a PR snatch on her second attempt. Then clean and jerk. PR'd her clean on her third attempt. This is a woman who does not miss jerks. She does not miss jerks. But she got excited. She stood up to clean, got excited, and just it came forward off her shoulders. It was mm. plenty high, but it was just locked out right in front of her. Yeah. And that's she does not miss jerks. So it was a you look back, yeah, it was four for six, but you hit one kilo under your PR snatch. You PR'd your clean. Uh, that's a good day. That's I, yeah, yeah. That's between her and Ansley. I mean, Ansley went five for six. Hey, you know, I think Ansley Ansley did PR her snatch. Ansley PR'd her snatch at forty and was one kilo under her PR clean and jerk. So they both, yeah, they both had a really good day. Yeah, I'd say so. That's a good day for uh, for national level competition. Yeah, you know, and some of that stuff too is you know, was it their first one? Uh, had they done? Yeah, this was. So Ansley had done local meets and states. The states was the biggest thing she'd ever done. So, yeah, this was the first meet where like, she had to go somewhere and do everything. This was same for yeah. Ava. Um, I mean, Melissa had done the Arnold before, but this was her first time hitting that 175 total to qualify as a senior to go to finals. So this was her first finals as a senior. Yeah. So a lot of that is just learning how to compete in those new uh, competitions. Um, so even getting a total is a, is a learning experience and a win. You know, you're not always trying to uh, PR, get massive PRs in your first national competition. Yeah. You know, you're you're refining and then learning. And if you get a PR, that's an extra bonus. Yep. Um, you, you know, James, I'm sure people at Greenville weightlifting are sick of hearing me say this. But every time I've cleaned since then, I have one, one gripe. Do you know that if I hit that third clean and jerk, I would have looked at you that I never need to clean again in training ever again. I don't need to clean. If I would have hit that third clean and jerk, <laughs> James, I would have looked at you. I'm never cleaning and training again. I only clean in competition. I'm not doing it, James. I would have been so happy. Yeah, but you, I didn't. You were pretty it. close. <sighs> God, oh, I was yeah. right there. So it might be best that I didn't hit it because I would never clean in training again or back squat. I just wouldn't do it. I'd say I don't need them. PR cleaning jerks without it. That's I don't need them. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, clean is probably the one you need the least of. As long as you can just get strong, you know, you don't need to clean as much as you need to jerk or snatch. Um, but, uh yeah, you just got to get strong, and then you get better at cleans. You know, a little bit of it. You got to do some cleans to be prepared for that dynamic catch and having that much weight because you just don't let the weight come down on you that fast. You don't catch yeah. bounces that fast when you're front squatting. Right. Um, but, yeah, you, we just did a whole bunch of um, quad hypertrophy work on, like, machines and hack squats, and, and that was, like, the thing that skyrocketed you to uh, – being able to attempt those PR clean and jerks, mm-hmm. um, which was so nice. <clears throat> like was, I, that's one of the things I love about the new spot that we have now, because there's so many machines. Even yeah. when you have bench press now, I'm not bench pressing on kilo plates. I'm going over to the metal plates. And you're gonna hear them rattle. Yep. Yep. Uh, it sounds so good. So it's 
uh, we have all the machines in the world. I mean, it's, we have a hack spot. We have a leg press. We have yeah. everything. What did we, uh, when we decided this, we said, all right, you need to visualize that you're uh, Tom Plotz. Uh, Plotz yeah. Uh, <laughs> get those. Uh, oh, yeah. Those big old quads. And he's got a very upright squat, which is good for right. weightlifting. He started with weightlifting. He used to, I don't know if he did it in all the videos, but a lot of videos you could see him wearing weightlifting shoes when he was doing his squats. Because mm. he did start with weightlifters. Nice. Yep, being a weightlifter is cool. Mm. Everybody should do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, pretty much you had a good day. You know, we kind of had conservative openers for you. Um well, snatch what did we do 117 yep and then you hit 21 mm-hmm. and then uh then we went 25 um and a lot of those jumps were mostly uh, to uh make sure that you were in a good position um as far as total um so that i think that went real well mm-hmm. then what did you end up in snatch and see i believe i finished in 13th yeah, 13th in snatch, 9th in clean and jerk. You got 10th overall. Mm-hmm. Um, top 10, all right. I uh, still think it's funny that as bad as I feel like I am at clean and jerk, how did how did I place higher in clean and jerk? Like, that just doesn't make sense, me placing higher in clean and jerk. Yeah, hey, whatever works, because then uh, we opened up light again, mm-hmm. um, 140, 146. Mm-hmm. Um, then we took big jumps because mm-hmm. all we cared about was winning, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. So 146 to 153, and then, uh, you made it. And then I think you had a pretty long break too. Uh, I wrote down how long it was that the breaks were, but, uh, I lost my little sheet. Uh, I believe it um, was 37 and then 17. Yeah. So a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. It was crazy. But it was, uh, it didn't feel that long. It didn't feel that long because I had 1,200 milligrams of caffeine in me. And then uh, one of the coaches from Greenville Way was in the back. Miranda was in the back. And she's a, a calmer individual than me. So that was fun. I would just go over there and just start rapping lyrics. And she, she did not know any of the songs. So it was, it was very entertaining in the back. Yeah, it, it didn't seem as long because I was just very entertained. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Sometimes that's what you need, uh, you know, to figure out, uh, you know, how you compete the best. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you just sit there, some people do good like that, where they just sit there and they're in their own head and they're focused. Um, and then some people just need to kind of goof off, mm-hmm. you know, get distracted, move around. Uh, sometimes that changes too. You might start out as the serious one, and you might, you know, a couple of years later, and then you got to switch to more of a uh, a relaxed competition. I will say, but it that was, was uh, one of the things with Ilya that he was known for, is he was kind mm-hmm. of a relaxed competition personality. Um, it was it was different before we walked to the back. Um, I wasn't. Like sitting at the venue earlier, I was more calm than normal, and I was worried. Yeah, well, I remember you saying that to me, and you're like, "I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing." But, right. I, you know, I was just <laughs> calm. I I just I felt mm-hmm. calm. 
And yeah, since that was the first time I'd ever felt like that, I didn't know if that was good or bad or if that meant I'd finally done enough comps to where I'm just, I don't need to flip the switch that early. And then we walked to the back and as soon as we got to the warm platform, I was like, okay, now we're here. Now, now yep. we're good. Now it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, yeah. Just observe what it is. Maybe don't even put good or bad connotations on it. Um, and then use it as a information for next time. Yeah. So that was a pretty good day for you. Uh, you were in the B session, you won the B session. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then when you're in the B session, I mean, that's the best that you can do is, you know, and then we took a big attempt for 160, which, uh, I don't know if there's any significance to 160 as far as your total, but you qualified for nationals. Yeah, at that point I'd already I'd already requalified for everything and just my best is one fifty seven. Honestly, there's nothing in between fifty seven and sixty. Like you just you take one sixty, take the double body weight clean and jerk. I could have hit yeah, if I if I'm not gonna hit sixty, I wasn't gonna hit fifty eight or fifty nine. It wasn't a strength thing, I just I just screwed it up. So if I would have hit fifty nine, I would have been irritated, like, man, I could have hit sixty. So take sixty. If you make it, you make it. If you don't, all right. I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, you would have you would have broke the 280 mark. Um, yeah, 60 is a nice round number. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a good goal to hit. Um, so it'll be there soon, I think. Which is it's good. still wild that I guess that's just normal for me, that I can jerk it for a double, but just don't ask me to clean it ever. I literally jerked 60 for a double, what, the month before that? And I just, I still haven't cleaned it yet, but when I catch it, I'll be fine. I just, I just got to rack it. When I rack it, I'll be perfect because I've front squatted 165 for five. I've jerked 60 for a double. I just got to catch it. And when I catch it, yeah. we're fine. I'll probably pause it and we'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, the stronger your quads are, the more, uh, so what happens is you catch it and then it's like your quads kind of bottom out yeah. and it puts the load in your back and then you're, uh. And then you got to shift around. But if your quads are stronger and they can absorb that weight, and then you can just stand up right away. And then it's easy. Then you just jerk. Mm-hmm. And then you got it. Yeah, weightlifting's easy. You just lift the weight. Yeah, come on. That's it. What's, what's the deal? Uh, One of so these after, days, I really want to just do a squat jerk on my opener just to like freak you out. Not tell you, not do it in warm ups. Just go out there for an <laughs> opener to squat jerk at 150, and you'll be like, what? And hey, boy, local, I comp, make it. local comp. Local comp. <laughs> right. <laughs> I go out there and miss it. You're like, this fool, why? But if I make it, uh, uh, there we go. Yep. Yeah, and you, uh, I, I'm not going to uh, encourage that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yet. Yep. So uh, after, uh, after your session, I, uh, you went on to coach somebody else, didn't you? You went on to coach... Uh, uh, after I went, Melissa went. Um, so oh, Cor- and yep. Yeah, Courtney's her coach, but I was in the back with them. Nice. And we already talked about her. Um, then I went and coached George at the same time as uh, Melissa was uh, lifting. George, uh, George used to be on House of Weightlifting, and he moved out to California and joined California Strength. Um, so he's... Uh, I was still competition coaching him. And we had, who uh, who all was back there? Wes, uh, Wes Kitts and 
Uh, what's um, Crystal McCullough? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was back there too. Um, so uh, us three were coaching George, uh, and he had a pretty – he was pretty close to being in medal contention. He ended up in sixth place, and we had to take some pretty aggressive jumps um, just to get into the spot where he would have uh, got a medal. Um, but he went uh, 128, 160, and like, for example – um, he hit 160 and then we had to go to 169 for his third attempt to make a difference in his total, um, from the information that we had right then so that he could, uh, you know, get a, get a placement. So that was kind of fun, kind of going back and forth and, you know, shooting for a placement fell short of the medal, but, uh, overall he did pretty good. He hit 288, which, um, is the total you need to qualify for, uh, well, it's the total that the you need to be total. eligible. So it's not, right. yeah, you're not qualified, but you're eligible for international competition, um, which is his goal. And so that's a, a significant total. Um, he had more in the tank. It'll be there soon. I think he's hit 300 in training. Um, so uh, I think his next one is nationals. You might see him break that, uh, break that 300 then. So that'll be cool. Um, and then uh, that that's all I coached. I didn't do any other coaching the rest of the weekend. I went and visited some family, and I'm from Wilmington. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this was, a, this was a good spot for you. Yeah. Yeah, I brought my kids and my wife, and uh, they got to hang out with cousins all the time while I was at weightlifting meets. And Yeah. yeah. It was after the day. It, it was calm. It was a calm trip. I didn't have any days that were too hectic. I mean – the day I got there, we had Ava. Then I was the next day. Melissa was right after me. And then on Sunday, I, Sunday I did pick up a little bit before I drove back because Mary's coach wasn't able to count for her. So I counted for her. She went six for six, uh, snatching 76 or eight. I'm sorry, I forgot which one. 76 or 78? We'll, we'll say 78. That sounds like, let's always take the bigger number if you don't know. So she snatched 78 and then clean and jerked 105. But it was six for six. So that's that's a good day. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I, I've still never had a six for six. So every time I see people do it, they always make it look so easy. So six for six is nice. And then uh, Christina was competing, um, who's on the, board of representatives she was competing and had an athlete that was lifting at the exact same time as her on another platform so i counted for him and he went five for six got called for a press out on his second attempt snatch which i still don't see how because it was the best of his three snatches and somehow that was the press out but all right um and he came off looked at me he's like ah put it on the bar so he had a pr snatch on his third attempt and then he was a master, so there were three other guys that we were like going back and forth with, and he won gold across the board on his second attempt. So then he's going out for his third. His PR before that was 141, and then I, I gave him it was 42, I believe. Yes, um, gave him 42, and he looked at me before. He's like, "What do I need for gold?" I was like, my man, you already got it. 
you have all three of them. <laughs> you snatched all three of the goals. Go take a PR attempt. Like, we already yeah, got it. Nice. And then he, PR clean, PR clean and jerk, PR jerk, all, all of it. So it's competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, you know what? I think a lot of the refs were testing to become national level referees. Um, I had a so, complaint about them and I didn't say anything, but yes. Yeah. So that, uh, some of them had to be a little bit more strict than I think they normally would. So for example, George, uh, got three white lights on his opening snatch. Um, the jury overturned it, oh. overturned three white lights. That's when do they uh, do that? Yeah. Well, it was weird, but you can't contest it. You don't have a challenge card unless it's at nationals. Um, and I probably would have, I would have challenged it if I uh, had had a challenge card because it's like, come on. Yeah. Three white Three lights. whites. That's wild. Yeah. So. Uh, I noticed yeah, I it in the back. Um, well, that's what you said. Now I'll go ahead and say a story. Uh, when I was counting for Mary. Uh, so I burned somebody's clock, right? No, good. But the guy at the table didn't put it in properly. And gave the girl a two-minute clock. Mm. Right. And I know I did it right because I, I know how to burn a clock, right? So we're up. I wait till our name is on the board. I wait till it clicks down to 58. Then I put in my change. Yep. And when he put in the change, he gave the girl a two-minute clock. Yeah, once thinking, the clock stops. Right. I'm like, I, I literally, I let it tick down on my clock. What do you, but he gave her a two-minute clock. And, I mean... It's not that big a deal, right? It wasn't like this girl was going to beat us anyway. Like, it really didn't matter. I just wanted to burn a West Virginia weightlifter, so that's all. <laughs> I, just, I was just trying to burn clocks, so that's the only reason I did it. So when he didn't do it, I didn't fuss. I was like, okay, it's fine. She And she missed mm-hmm. the next one anyway, so it really didn't matter. But I definitely burned the clock. I'm like, all right, man. And then the next session that I counted for somebody, um, when I was at the table – the guy wouldn't put in the change as it should be. Like he's not making the change until you sign the card. Understandable. Yep. The session before that, the guy would put in the change as you were talking. Like he would just go and stop the clock as you were talking before you even wrote anything down. Mm. So like they just weren't consistent. Yeah, it's got to be hard. I know they were looking for more volunteers. Um, that's a that's a hard job if you don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. Um. If you want to learn how to count as a coach, become a marshal. <laughs> okay. You, you will learn uh, the ins and outs, and then you will know, and you will see everyone's mistake, and then you will see the repercussions of their mistake, mm-hmm. and you will not make those mistakes as a coach. Um, I like being marshals. It's fun. I've never done it at a national event because I'm – I don't want to do it at a national event. <laughs> See, I, I don't uh, want to be a marshal. I feel like it would be too much of a headache. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's fun at local meets. Okay. Uh, That's fair. But at, if you go to a national meet, I don't know. They they want to pay you $5 for... Right. You know, at that point, it's just like, no, I'll, you either pay me nothing and I'll do it as a favor, right. or you actually pay me something that's not an insult. Um so I don't know. Maybe that's why uh, they're increasing the prices of competitions to seven thousand dollars a entry. We would um, like to think that's why, but I don't think they're going to pass that money along at all. I have no faith in them. 
Yeah, they uh, they increase the price of everything. What uh, was it cost to go to the Arnold? Two hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, one ninety eight or something after you pay. Um, I knew a girl who paid to go to finals. I saw her there, and she said her flight from Pittsburgh was more expensive than her ticket to like, or her flight from Pittsburgh was cheaper than her entry. And I just, at first I'm like, oh, you must have flown Spirit. How much was that ticket? And then no, she did one of the later competitions to qualify because she hadn't qualified earlier. So she had to do a later competition to hit the qualifying total. She did. And then all of a sudden it's 375. That's ridiculous. Yep. So, nope. I mean, they charge this girl 375 to compete at finals. Yeah, it's $65. Maybe they're making up all the money they lost from losing all the Masters athletes from that mess up. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need it back somehow. Uh, yeah. Somehow they say that they're not making money on competitions, which um, maybe this is their way of making money. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand. I get frustrated, so I'll just stay out of it. I'd rather have a lot more control or not be involved in it at all. Completely. Um, so I'm not going to be involved in it, but I'm going to let you guys know that I used to pay $65 to go to nationals. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that was how much it was when I went to my first nationals in 2012 or something. Oh, um, I think my first one was a hundred by 17. Seven. Yeah. I think it's a hundred. Yeah. Still, that's reasonable, you know. Um. Yep. So, uh, that's the next one is the Arnold, where it costs a lot. Maybe just the Arnold's gonna be expensive because there's no way to choose a different venue. Uh, you know, if no. you're at the if you're at the Arnold, you're paying what Arnold wants you to pay. You know. Well, I like what they did with the waves. Um, I've heard people that didn't like it, uh, which I I understand their issue with it. I just don't agree. Um. One of the issues, how they did the waves for signing up, because instead of them going to like some horse place like they did last time, because we had 3,000 people to oh, keep yeah, it the- at the Arnold, they had to limit the amount of people. Yep. And to do that and keep it competitive, they did waves. So if you had a national total, you could sign up at this point. If you had a final total, you could sign up here or whatever the totals were, but that's how they did it. And I've heard people complain that they're letting the better athletes sign up early, and that's not fair to the athletes that don't have those totals. Um, I, uh, it's I a competition. Would, I, right. I would say that is that is true. Yeah, they did something you didn't, so they earned the right to do something you didn't. If they said if you went to the Olympics, you get to sign up first, I guess I'm going to have to sit back and wait because I didn't go to the <laughs> Olympics. And, like, that's fine. Like, CJ Cummings did something I never did and never will do. So, you know, I, I feel like he's earned the right to sign up ahead of me. I, so I liked how they did it, but that was the main issue that I heard from people, that they felt like, oh, now it's, it's being elitist and it's giving the top people a chance to sign up first. I, I mean, how else would you break it up? Would you do it from experience in the sport? Like, cool, if you, if you have the oldest USAW number, you can sign up first. Like, <laughs> would, like, would you want to do it that way? I mean, I guess if we did it that way, but then it wouldn't be as competitive. Yeah, everybody going to go watch Jim Smith's right, compete. Right. He's got number like 10 or something. Right, it's just uh, not going to work. <laughs> oh, the last local meet I did, 
that was disgusting when they showed the USAW numbers and I, I was missing like two digits compared to everybody else. I was like, holy shit. I don't yeah. feel like it's been that long, but damn. My number, I think, is uh, 170,000. Ooh. Right on the dot. Mine is, uh, I think I'm 100 and, what, it's 10068. I don't remember what else. Yeah, I'm hundred, like 106,000. Yeah. No, I'm ten. Yeah, no, I'm not that far. Now I get. Now I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I mean, Apple just saves all my passwords. I don't remember my passwords anymore, <laughs> or my usernames. Uh, yeah. So you know, weightlifting's growing. Um, yeah, but overall, that was a good. Uh, it was good competition at uh, the American Open Finals. Uh, we're trying a new format with this uh, recording. We'll see how well it goes. Hopefully, the audio is pretty good. Um, and maybe if it's a, an easy way to do it, maybe we'll be more consistent with these podcasts. Uh, so if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, uh, send us a message, give us some motivation to keep getting back on here. Um, and I think that's about it. You got anything else you want to say, Tyree? I'm, I'm good guys. Uh, we'll more than likely talk to you guys sooner than a month again. More than likely. Yeah, sounds good. All right, see you guys. All right, recording has stopped, and then you could stop recording on the uh, on your uh, voice recorder as well. Oh shit, that's right.